And we're live. Painkiller Nearly, episode 155. Oh, gosh. Are you guys playing a <laughs> trick on me? As soon as you said and we're live, I got like this weird freeze. Like, like everything froze a bit. <laughs> but, but I think we're good now. But I think we're good now. That's I think, I think, not true. Taylor was I moving I swear slightly. to God. I think Taylor oh. may have played along. But like, I actually <laughs> got a technical issue. Taylor's just like in the groove like that, ready to fuck with people. That's all that, that's about. So, man... 214 happened and it it was 214 right i hope it wasn't yeah, 213. 214, 214 happened and that i thought it was an excellent card i thought it was like an eight out of ten especially compared to it was the best card this year it was Easily. the most successful card this year mm -hmm. it started off we were just discussing with these guys uh jimmy manawa fought this guy whose name we can't pronounce this Volcan, fucking oh i can pronounce it it's Mir. This is the Ooh, same card on. as uh, John Jones and yeah, uh, Daniel Cormier. That was the, that began, was the final one. Began, yeah, that, yeah they, they start from worst and go to last. That's usually their idea. Uh, make you sit through the whole fucking thing. So Jimmy Manawa comes out, gets his ass knocked the fuck out in 22 seconds. This Volcon guy just now, starts the night with a bet. I, I just feel like it'll delay it out. Jimmy Manawa was a world like he was the man. He was yeah. probably next in line for a title shot, maybe Gustafson. And, and and but he's out there calling out DC week after week. I can get you. I can get you. I can get you. The reason Jimmy Manawa is on this card is if Jones or Daniel Cormier get hurt, he's yeah. the fill in, right? They they do that a I lot. I love I, they do that. Yeah. Lozon was that guy once when um when Frankie Edgar fight Benson Henderson, Lozon and Pettis were on the card, and they didn't tell him which, but they're like, hey. Come out to Tokyo. If someone drops out of the title fight, just saying, that's why you're here. And Man, I'd have had those eye drops ready. You know how you poison people with like uh, eye drops? <laughs> boink, yes. boink, have yeah. some Pettis. Boink, boink. <laughs> like, I'd take two or three fighters out. I'd end up fighting some guy that they, they didn't have. Like, if you take all three of them out, then they got to find just some, some dummy to fight you. But it's still showtime, right? <laughs> you get to yeah. go tee off on some guy that hasn't even done a camp. Oh, that's man. a real thing that eye drops give you diarrhea. Oh, it's no. I, I, so I read up on this quite a bit um, last time we, we talked about this. They will give you a lot of things, and diarrhea is one of them, but they can also mess with your heart rate, slow your breathing. If, if you dump a whole – I mean, it, it feels silly to talk about this, but I think we should because there's this like urban myth that, oh, yeah, it'll give them the poops. You could kill your buddy if you if you give him these things. Like especially if like he's got a heart murmur, you don't fucking know about it or some weird shit. We he's got some it? respiratory condition. You'll kill someone with those. I things. had no idea it was that I dangerous. Thought it came I thought up on don't PKA it. and that was an urban legend. Like we nah, researched it. Well, it was not. Well, we researched and we discovered that like it it has all kinds of like bad things that it can do to you. It's it's really bad for you. Um. All right. So, but but back to the fight. What was yes. the third? Was the third fight of the night cyborg? Yes, she was there. It, Lawler and Cerrone was second. If we're going in order. And um, that I, was good. Yeah, I, I want to talk. So Cyborg comes out, uh -huh. and she looks like what Cyborg is. She looks like an unbeatable god. She looks like a man. She looks yes. monstrous. Her shoulders are too wide for a fit for a woman. Her her hips are are, are too narrow. She she's got a masculine frame in it, in it, and she's like, God damn, here she comes. And then Tanya Evinger, her opponent, comes out, and this is when I realize who Tom, Tanya Evinger is and why they always just show her butchy face. It's because Tom, Tanya Evinger has skinny arms and narrow shoulders, and she's a 135 top 10 in the UFC, if you ask me. She needs to be fighting someone like Beche Carrera or something That'd like that. It would be a fun fight. It would. I think they've actually fought before, maybe. Um, okay. But it may be in Strike Force or something. But could anyway, they fucking go at it, and right away, you're like, oh my god, this is the 
least skilled opponent I've ever seen in a five-round fight, Tanya Evinger. And the worst thing is Chris Cyborg has no technique. We've been lied to, apparently. She has no technique. All she does is manhandle people, and she's clearly so, like, I, I don't want to say afraid, because she's not afraid, but she's being careful. She's being yeah. um, technical. Uh, and and when, when she should be going in, in there and just throwing this bitch down and just dog-fucking her, because she could. Rousey the, was a superstar because rousey would go in there and beat bitches in the first round she has 19 second win over beche or whatever her name was yeah if the cyborg we saw that night fought beche she'd slowly pick her apart across four rounds you know being yeah. careful 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 and it's ah, what this is the ufc man we want to see some animals in there we want to entertainment like, it's entertainment, and Tanya Evinger comes out there, and she gives her heart out. Uh, she fights as hard as she possibly can. Like, like if any, Tanya Evinger won a lot of fans. Chris Cyborg lost a lot of fans. That's my analysis of that fight, and it's not because of anything bad Cyborg did. It was just that she wasn't what she'd been sold as. She fought like she Woodley. Just, she fought very safe and technically. She didn't take many hits, par partially because, like, man, did you see Evinger's offense? It was these big telegraphed overhand windmill. looping windmill punches <laughs> that are just bar fight amateur type stuff it's the stuff you see out of like someone who doesn't know anything about striking and they're afraid you know and that's what she was she was afraid and and I, she admitted it afterwards and she should have been i can't nail like describe it exactly but something about the way evinger moved just betrayed that she was not athletic Right? Yes, she, very she uncoordinated. Moved like the sand snakes. Like, like a, very I, unfluid. Uh, on the other hand, I remember when, when I fought Joe Lozon, like the first time ever you were there with the camera doing the Russian accent in his gym, Joe just jumped up and down and loosened up his neck. And I was like, ah, he's different than me. Right? Like, like something about the way he shook it out. That yeah. you, you can see the muscle chain activating just in his regular movements. Everything's moving with flow and with precision. I, I, and and when you see, see top, the, the biggest thing that'll give it away to if, if you haven't seen a lot of fights is like if you t if a regular fighter's out there and he or her or he or she's in their stance and you put a shoulder on, up a hand on them and give them a push or whatever, like they, they their level will change or their feet will move in unison and they'll move the right foot first there's no like you you'd never cross your feet like your your feet move a certain way tanya didn't have any of that it cyborg would put a little pressure on her she'd give her a jab or or, or push her or hit give a body shot and she would she would tip she would tip top first mm -hmm. like and, instead of lowering her her body and like ooh let me balance let me keep my balance like like you see these guys talk about movement coaches and i see connor out there doing crazy like rolling around and crawling like a panther or something and and it seems silly but tanya could really benefit from some of that panther movement because she looked uncoordinated and stiff what? and uh one wasn't one, a great fight 145 pound women is a total disaster right now first of all it appears that there's only one fighter in this whole division and oh that's not gonna last she's champion. not after that showing uh, oh, so, so in my opinion but, but no one was willing to fight her before this fight nobody was and it, it she wasn't interesting the champion before her backed out the woman's the champion right she's got a giant belt lady. bigger than my head the iron lady and they say all right number one contender cyborg he, she's next and the woman goes nah uh, i'd rather not fight it all. i'll retire here's the belt yeah. Here, here's my championship belt anything just please don't make me fight cyborg so i was you know ready to see this kill it like it, it couldn't have gone much worse it was absolutely a disaster 
I guess I still like watching it, though. I think Amanda Nunez can beat Cyborg. I think uh, Durandamy can beat Cyborg. That's not a totally original idea. I had it last night, but then I heard Frank Mir say it today, and I was like, I couldn't agree more. I was like, That's what I was thinking last night. I was thinking Amanda Nunez hits harder than Cyborg, I think. It's definitely harder and more accurate. Like, if they're both hitting some mechanical machine, uh-huh. Cyborg can produce more power, more raw power, but Amanda Nunez is going to apply it in a much more precise, timed way that Cyborg doesn't have the skill for in the... It, it, she's a. I was not impressed with Cyborg. I feel like she's like a, a Brock Lesnar type character who's just all overpowering mass and very little skill to go with it. Although Brock has that wrestling background, so that's not entirely true. But isn't she uh, kind of understood to be like the person to beat right now? Big women. It, it, no, well, we'll see. All right, so in Japan, there's this 250 pound woman, right? So like, is she the one to beat? Uh, not no, really. That's gross. <laughs> exactly. But and, and then so so like at at 145 pounds fighting weight, Chris Cyborg's the woman to beat. There's only one woman in the world who does that. Being a though. woman and fighting at 250 pounds is like being a man and fighting at 83 pounds. Like it, there are no other people in that range to fight. <laughs> like you're going to be the best by default. Like if you're like the the grand poobah, the strongest dwarf in America, like you could just dominate that whole dwarf that wars. whole run. Dwarf Wars. I'd watch. Would you tell me that you wouldn't be incredibly intrigued if they brought out two dwarves who both know how to fight and they yeah. did a UFC, like a little person UFC. I've been saying that for a long time. I thought, <laughs> no, no, for real. I, I think like it's a great maybe idea. You bring like like maybe you bring a couple of little people out. Like that's part of the event. Like like you know like like and you I and would you don't I would do it in a trashy way. Woodley Maya, and, you, and, and that was the next fight of the night. It was. It oh, was, did Woodley win? He absolutely did. So nice. So Tyron, Tyron Woodley. That's my guy. Yeah. He looks like a fucking action figure. He is mm-hmm. very muscular in like that bulbous, like anime drawn kind of way, where the muscles are very rounded. It looks like he drew a bunch of circles. You know, you learn to to draw certain things. It's like, oh yeah, draw four ovals and then a circle on top, and you connect. It's a duck. If you drew a whole bunch of big circles and then put a head on top, it'd be Tyron Woodley because it's just these massive muscles. Not yeah. only does he look amazing, right? He, he's, he is a perfect specimen. He doesn't look like he's on steroids. And this is just the eye test, and it's inaccurate, and et cetera. But sometimes people on steroids have oversized heads. Their traps are particularly well-developed. And yeah. um, you know their body fat is insanely low in their vast. Tyrone yeah. Woodley looks amazing. Not insanely vascular, though. His oblique muscles, a little bit of body fat. Not fat. Don't get me wrong. He's a man. No. But... Like he doesn't have some of the he doesn't have um, bitch tits. He looks like an amazing like nine percent body fat or something. Possibly natural, amazing. Yeah. What, what are the biggest things to look for for steroids? Big head, bitch tits. Mm-hmm. It's it, it also uh, has to do with like their history as a fighter. Like 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 I I think like there are some guys who like all of a sudden like uh, what Vito Belfort right like he didn't pass the eye test. There's there's guys who like. Their careers were going a certain way, and then he they become a ho- totally different kind of a athlete, like a Barry Bonds. In your late thirties. Yeah, you look <laughs> yeah, Barry Bonds. Usually, when you get your second win in professional fighting, Barry Bonds early in his career, he's very slender. He's tall and slender, and uh, and and he he moves very well. He had a lot of stolen bases early in his career. He's he he's an agile athlete, and then you see the end game get Barry Bonds, where he literally has like armor on, like like he's given up on speed. He's got that armor thing on his elbow he wears because he's coming out and sitting on that plate. And if you want to hit him, fucking hit him. Like he, he's gonna ding that thing. Like 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 you're not gonna intimidate him because he's wearing fucking armor. Is he? When he I'd never seen that before. 
Like, I, I just remember being like, <laughs> Have you seen why did since? he get armor? Did he get popular? <laughs> like, uh, no, no. Okay. The, what got popular was walking Barry Bonds. It, it was just right. outrageous. Mark and and, and that was steroids. Like, it's totally. Yeah, you could just see it. And so that, that to me is the one. Like, when guys get better in their 40s. Like, we know Anderson Silva is not on steroids right at this moment. Because he's got dad bod. And he's not himself. Um, I remember but, it with Mark McGuire happening like in real time because that, you know, McGuire Sosa uh, home run race was so huge everywhere in the country. It seemed like every day there was a new picture of those two on the front page of a newspaper. And you could see in real time, like, just like, God damn, like Mark McGuire's putting in the hours at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, like, if you, like, he, he, he even like, since I, I, I looked up. Of the season. I looked up pictures like up here, like the before and after steroid thing for him. Like forearms have to be another thing that's indicative of steroids because this guy's like you cannot look at Mark McGuire's forearms from like 2000 and be like that's a that's just a healthy man. Like no, forearms are so important in, in batting. They're like 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 he because of those overdeveloped forearms, and you probably know like. Those guys have a whole different kind of hitting power that the rest of the people don't have. Like, like, like swinging a bat is this big fluid motion with, with a whole bunch of muscles working in your hips and your, your foot placement. And there's all kinds of ways to do it. That's the other thing. Like In sport, I don't know, in hockey, is there many different ways to hit a puck? Is Oh, yeah, he uses the weaver stance. And this guy's a standing triangle. There, there's leg. lots of different styles. You can do slap thing. shots, snap shots, yeah, yeah. wrist shots. I don't know any hockey stance. Uh, <laughs> Backhanders. There, there's tons of different ways to shoot it. But yeah. All right. But well, no, well, not like the slap shot in particular. Do lots of people do it differently? Like I really just. Does anyone like do a wind up? Does anyone like do a do anything yeah, they, like, they do like, that like raise their front leg and step? Like you know, is there any of that? Uh, you I feel can like see, that's just telegraphing like, a Zidano, very quick important movement. Zdeno Chara used to do his slap shot where like he's the guy who's like six ten. And from Czechoslovakia, some one of those fucking countries, and a lot of people just bring their stick up to here. And do the slap shot. He used to do it where he would be like, ah, like until it was like going over, like pointing the other direction, and then come down and whip it. And this was the guy that has a stick so big that other players can't use it because his hands are massive, his forearms <laughs> are massive, and so he'd yeah. get that thing going like 109 miles an hour. McGuire's forearms Safe. were just so much that he could just, he, with just wrists in his forearms, he could knock one out in the end of the shallow left field or something like. It was very impressive. Um, but but yeah, Damian Maya, Tyron Woodley fight. Maya's thing, he's on a seven-win win streak. He's a specialist. He's a jujitsu master, probably the best in the UFC. Everyone regards him as such. And uh, Maya's game plan was clearly, don't let him take you down. No matter what, don't let him Woodley's take you down. Woodley's game plan was that. Excuse me. Yes, that's Woodley's game plan. Maya's game plan is nothing but I'm going to take you down. Woodley's game plan is don't let it happen. Attempts. 24 times this guy shot on him, tried to take him down. His knees were bloody from scraping him on the mat. Both. How many them. times did he get him? Never. Never got him. What? Uh, that doesn't even seem... That's like a, an anomaly, isn't it? Like, you'd think at least one of them... Woodley has through. a 90% takedown denial. There's a term for it. Maybe like, 95%. Like, but now? Like, it's the high, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> he's been highest stat adding for five rounds. Highest for a welterweight ever. Like, like uh -huh. so... But yeah, that's like the UFC version of, like, cage shot... Or cage match headshots. In, like, in the first round, like the second or third time that, that Maya tried to take Woodley down, Woodley hits him with an uppercut, a very hard uppercut in his eye. And it closes the eye about three-quarters of the way, maybe a little more. And Woodley just stayed, at, kept his distance, kept a really uh, consistent pace that I'm sure he knew he could keep because his cardio is off the chain. For the, the chain. next 24 and a half minutes, he stalled. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was so... Yeah. It, it they broke a record for least strikes thrown in a five-round fight. It cut the record in half. The previous record was like 124 punches thrown, 63 or something thrown in this one, 62, something it, like geez. that. Yeah. It was... was it uh, the crowd yeah. was going... Boring, boring, and waving their cell phones like at a concert. I've never seen the cell phone thing ever. That <laughs> you could see them like fireflies in the background of the cage, just just waving like a concert. I, it was off. I, so some people will say a fight is boring, and uh, like I'm one of those like um, I don't know cheese and or wine and cheese guys who were like no you just didn't appreciate the subtleties of all that was happening all those faints all this fight was boring as fuck yeah. it was just one guy shooting untelegraphed takedowns from 12 feet or telegraphed takedowns from 12 feet away another guy yeah. stuffing them easily for 25 minutes and it was maya was not impressive maya looked maya looked like it if you didn't tell me that Maya was on a seven-fight win streak, if you told me that Maya just came out of retirement and he's been gone for a year, I'd have believed that. So the thing with Maya is if he gets you down once, you're oh you're doomed. He like he is so awesome. He will accept you be like if you if if he if Woodley's like, hey, I'll go down with you in full mount, Maya would still say yes. I just dare you to touch the canvas with me. I will wreck you. Twice Woodley grabbed the cage to prevent a takedown. Saw that. And I wonder what would have happened. Is that against the rules? Yes. yes. Yeah. So Woodley cheated because he was going down. He grabs the cage, and now the takedown fails. Uh, one time he got a formal warning. The other time I don't think they did anything. Didn't take the point even though he said, I'm going to yeah, take Yeah, he said, you do it again, I'm taking a point. And then he did it again later on, and there was no point taken. Not Bullshit. that it would have mattered because uh, – Well, it um, – What were the scores? I thought it was pretty lopsided. There was one of them where – I, I don't remember the scores. I thought I don't remember the scores. So but. was this whole fight like Maya, I guess, doing badly? Or was it like was it, it was, just kind of so like a bad showing? Was, what it was was Woodley was afraid. Woodley was being Woodley di does not want to lose his championship belt. He ha he has a lot of um he one, he, everybody wants the money fight. They want to get this they want to fight GSP, who's right around the corner. This 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 guy coming back out of retirement who who is in that weight division and a superstar. Like a he was the Conor matter. McGregor of his time. Yeah. The idea is that and, and I, I watched the press conference uh, for this event and uh, and a reporter asked Dana White, they're like, Hey, has the GSP Bisping uh, fight sailed? He's like, Oh yeah, that ship is sailed. Whoever wins this fight gets GSP. And Tyrone goes, nah, -uh, cause he don't want to fight me. He's like, nobody, you win, you win the fight on Saturday, you get GSP. Immediately after the fight, they interview Dana White. He's like, who wants to pay to see Tyrone Woodley fight again? I'm like, whoa, that's the guy that runs the UFC. He, he's, he's the like, promoter. He's, like, he's the, the guy that promotes Woodley is like, yeah, who I, wants I to wouldn't pay, pay to, to watch Woodley Tyron. fight. Yeah, he's like, that was a boring he says, fight. I'm going to take GSP. I'm going to fight him against Bisping because Bisping will come to fight. Bisping yeah. will fight GSP. Woodley, that guy doesn't come to fight. Now, Dana, it's three times in a row now. So he fought this uh, ground specialist, Damian Maya, and all he did is like push him away, push him away, push him away. Super careful, super calculated, got his win. Uh, and then he fought Wonder Boy twice before. Wonder Boy is an exciting fighter. But both Wonder Boy and Woodley were just super cautious, avoiding each other. So Woodley has three duds in a row now. Who, uh, who won those? Wow. So the first I only know was, who Wonder Boy is because you guys Wonder said Boy, it, But he's one of the big ones. 
For the first time they fought, it was a majority draw. So that's kind of like a Woodley win because the champion keeps his belt. And the second time they fought, uh, Woodley just won. Yeah, uh, the the, the Wonder Boy guy is a really exciting fighter to watch because he's kind of what you used to see in karate movies because he's like a, a point karate expert and he's got the, he's got an unorthodox stance. He stands funny. He's t- kind of and and he moves funny and he does a lot of kicks, a lot of high Spinning kicks and shit. fun stuff it's, to it's watch. Funny. Yeah, yeah, and when, and when he connect and he connects with them a lot, he's very accurate. He's throwing these kicks up like it's the dexterity on his or you're like oh. That's a little different than when some of these clumsy fuckers throw a kick. They're just throwing a kick because they, they, they've hit a bag 8,000 times, whereas Wood, Woodley's probably kicked a bag 800,000 times or something like that. He's just another level. But And uh, both of them play the distance game, and both of them are pretty similar. And Woodley was like, I'm not going to let that fucker kick me in the head. <laughs> and he yeah. didn't. Oh, it, so Woodley's had three boring fights in a row now. And like Kyle was saying, GSP, the guy everyone's excited to see return to the UFC, is not going to fight Woodley anymore. That would have been like, he would have got huge pay-per-view money. And they're like, I'm going to take that pay-per-view money. I'm going to give it to Bisping because Bisping will come to fight. And he will. A million dollars. It's a million dollars, I would, I would say. Like, like whoever at, at goes least. to fight against Bisping, they'll get a mil. Maybe uh, I would it, say this. The difference between GSP and someone else is a million. Like if they would have gotten 450 grand for a dud fight, they'll get 1.4 for the GSP fight. Yeah, maybe so. It just depends who they are, I guess. I, and, and I want... I, I, they asked who uh, Ty, Tyron was going to fight le- next, and uh, I, Dana said, I know what he said. I know why he said this, because it's the thing Tyron fears the most. He said, maybe Robbie Lawler. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe the savage that we keep in the back yeah. <laughs> that we bring out every now and then. He's Blanca like, from Street Fighter. He's just like, woo, woo. <laughs> you know, with the hair and the orange. Like, maybe we'll get that guy in there, have a, have a champ that comes to fight. Speaking of him, he was the good fight of the night, the best fight of the night, if you ask me. It, it, I it, would have picked Collier, but all right. Robbie Lawler against Cowboy Cerrone, two guys who were just don't give any shit. But Real quick, don't is take Cowboy Cerrone shit. the guy from It's Always Sunny? Yeah, yeah, and the guys oh, from okay. It's Always Sunny are their ringside, like all three of them. They're That's next right. to each other, like 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 Dennis <laughs> is pointing at the camera, giving him the crazy eye. Um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, they're all friends. I heard Cerrone mention those guys uh, when, in one of his podcast interviews. But but yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Cerrone's personality. He had kicked that that civilian, and that seems like he's been in two I, street fights. I feel like I feel like pros should choke out civilians and use their jujitsu because okay. like they know even better than any of us know that that's the safest thing to do. But instead, he kicked that guy in the head, and that guy was drunk. He could have killed that guy, even yeah. though that guy was a douchebag. W- like, I would I would explain it like this. When you're a professional fighter, you can do anything you want, right? Like, if I've rolled with Joe a bunch of times, just about everything that happens is whatever Joe chose to happen. So Cerrone just like he had, like I was saying, he had every option at his fingertips, and he decided to hurt that guy. He's like the cop who shoots the drunk guy instead of tasing him first or something. So whoa, whoa, whoa. you shot him first, like, like, like you. God damn! Like you could have whooped him with a stick, or pepper sprayed him, or or tased him, or just asked him to leave politely. Maybe mm-hmm. like you went straight to the nine. Okay, and that's what Cowboy did. That was kind of a douche move. But anyway, Cowboy's a badass. He comes to fight. He's always ready to fight, which I admire, and he's always willing to fight, which I really admire. Because you know, after after this loss that he that he received the other night, he was like, "Give me back in there ASAP, boss." <laughs> like, 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 give me, give me, out again. So first round, Lawler comes after Cerrone like a bat out of hell. He's pressuring this guy all the fuck over him, and, and, and I was like, "Oh man, Cowboy's taking a beating right Cowboy away." Immediately, Cowboy's eyes swollen up. 
and it seemed like Robbie had, I don't know if this was his plan, but it seemed like he, it was going to round one and destroy, burn it, burn it, burn it, like, you know, all your energy. Take round two off, coast, coast, because he's going to want to recover. While he's recovering, you coast, and then round three, fuck him up again. That's what it felt like. I don't know if that's his plan. He's a he's a championship level fighter. He could do five rounds of cardio, so it didn't make a ton of sense for him not to just press for three rounds. But maybe he can't at that kind of tempo. But God, he pressed him so fucking hard. Round two, Cerrone doesn't coast though. He throws a lot of good kicks. He 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 pressures Cerrone back. I mean, uh, uh, Lawler back, and, he, and I think he wins round two. And round three was a lot closer, I think, than Lawler ha- would hope it was. I think the strikes was like thirty six to thirty four significant strikes. He won. Um, so, so round three was very close. Uh, I thought that was an excellent fight. And, and that's a perfect ex- example of uh, Tyron should look at that and be like, that's how you get rich. That's how you get the money fight. Like, like nobody's looking at Cowboy Cerrone, uh, on Monday morning and going, huh, he lost. What a pussy. No, they're looking at Tyron and Tyron and say, saying that they're like, I won, but I don't want to see that. You know, it's exactly what Dana said. It's entertainment. And 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 Tyron's not entertaining, but Cowboy is. I, I would I'll pay to see Cowboy before I will Tyron. Hey, um, Tyron, it looks use. like uh, his takedown defense is even higher than what Woody thought. He's what number is... one all time, ninety seven point six percent. He had a good weekend. An it might have been ninety plus. before twenty four in a row. Yeah. What would it be if you do you see the the, the two? Can you do the math and subtract? No, 24? It, it just oh. says him compared to other fighters. The next guy up is Renan Barrow. It's 97.1, then John Jones at 95. He uh, was already second all time, so he did get to first because a a reporter asked him um, a week ago, you know, like, do you think Maya will take you down even once? And he was like, oh, yeah, I think he'll take me down at least once. But you got to keep in mind, I'm uh, I'm number two all time, uh, you know, in in takedown defense, and number one is a welterweight. And uh, and so I guess he climbed on up the ladder, got himself another. award or uh, record but 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 he's he's won no fans from that lost some i'm sure and the biggest thing is it seems like either dana white's playing some games or he uh he's uh he's real upset with him and tyron comes out today and says dana white better give me a fucking public apology or i'm gonna start leaking some shit and they're like whoa whoa, what are you referring to he knows what i'm referring to (laughs) it's silly drama i i read on reddit that Dana buckled, but I have no idea if Dana buckled. What buckled? Like I, I don't. Or maybe it's not even true. I mean, it's Reddit yeah. comments, right? Based but, on four hours ago, it says Dana White, uh, T- Tyron Woodley, and I spoke. We're cool now, uh, from TMZ. So you know, they, they <laughs> lie. He tells lies like that, though. He'll, he'll he'll just tell you a lie like that, and then the fighter will be like, "Oh, I haven't seen him in months." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what about? And now he looks like the asshole. He's like, oh, so you're reigniting the feud. Well, you're like, no, he, he never made good. He's fucking me. Well, according to him, this has all been squashed. What is it this time? God damn it. It's he the same me. time. <laughs> this is, what do you mean this time? He just, yeah, Dana White lies, like, lies, lies on a, about important things and, and like demonstrably provable false things. And, and he'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we talked, we worked it all out, we met. And this guy's like, I've been in Belgium. We didn't meet. I didn't go there. You know, like, it, it, like that, all like, of this I is was true. physically removed from that meeting. How can he say that? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, me away. But, um, yeah, Cerrone's a total badass. Lawler's a totally badass. I can't wait for the Lawler-Woodley fight. I will watch that, but not because of Woodley. Yeah. I just yeah. want to see Woodley Run, get knocked Woodley. the fuck out. 
Yeah, he'll, he'll get his ass whipped again for a second time. Fucking uh, Woodley Lawler's a bad. No, he won't. I Go Woodley. Be, He's got it. No, you're right. Did, but he, Wood, that's Lawler how was Wood, the champ, and Woodley took it from him. That's yeah, right. That's you're true. right. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if they met another time, but yeah. Yeah, they did. Oh, you're right. I had it backwards. So then the fight of the night comes. The, mm-hmm. this, this thing with so much emotional baggage mm-hmm. and so much buildup and so much riding on it. We got the best Dylan Cormier I think we've ever seen. He looked thin and mean, or you know, he, he was making his angry face like before. He, he was he was running around there doing his laps, getting warmed up, and uh, he looked better than he's ever looked. His physique looked excellent. The problem was John Jones looked better than he's ever looked. I just, physique wise, I, oh, I was gonna say I'm gonna agree I with you. He was I think thinner. that I thought um, Jones I thought was a he was more I, I thought he looked good. Oh, he definitely is. He he, he lost talked about. He did lose some muscle. He said that was better, or maybe that you know, who knows. Yeah. But 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 I thought he looked like a he looked like a, a great version of himself. I'm not sure if he was. I I, I don't know what we saw. I, I don't know how how to equate what I saw because I I feel like I saw Daniel Cormier winning for a long time and really pressing the action and then getting too overconfident and getting predictable. And after he, did you John see them Jones predict that? Like a year ago, yeah, yeah. There, John Jones is like he's got some tells, he's got some holes in his game, and DC's like, "What? I know what you're talking about. That's an obvious one. Trust me, that'll be fixed before the fight." And Jones is like, "I'm not going to let you know which one I'm talking about." And DC's like, "If you tell me, I'll tell you if you have it right, or I might have that backwards." And anyway, it comes out, and he's like. You're not gonna catch me with a head with a like left high kick as I duck right or whatever it is. You know he's like it's obvious. I know it. Trust me. That'll be worked out of my game before we fight. It won't be there. Good luck. And uh, D- D- Jones is like, all right. Well then we'll see. And that is exactly how he beat him with that yeah. high kick to the head from that. He uh, spent the the first two rounds. It felt like to me was some some, some Jones striking. Uh, with his hands, a couple elbows, but really it was a lot of oblique kicks, a lot of those um, like T kicks, like like straight push no you, get the fuck away from me kicks, no eye pokes. Um, uh, I, I, he was getting pressured too much. Daniel's dirty boxing is excellent. It seemed mm-hmm. like in round one he gets him in the clinch and it's just uppercut, uppercut, just and 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 that came out of a counter. It's I think John like John struck first and uh, instead of like getting distance. He he gets in the clinch and then just gets two solid uppercuts in and then and then follows him. He doesn't he doesn't break away. He he's just he's really crowding him, getting into his own range, which you have to do on a guy with a twelve inch reach advantage. It was impressive. Daniel had a great game plan. Then he gets kicked in the head, and he wobbles and he bobbles. Nobody's ever finished Daniel Cormier, and he's never been knocked out. He he he's twirling around, and it's like oh my god, I'm I'm, I'm like. I'm sure he's thinking, where's the clock at? Trying to find it. But, and Jones does something really heads up and really interesting. I've heard other people say this. I'm just parroting what they said. But he doesn't go in with his hands and, and, and keep going to the body and the head like a lot of people would. He throws this really quick, accurate trip. He just kicks Daniel's leg out from, from him as he's stumbling. Daniel hits the mat, uh, hits the cage. He, uh, he throws a round kick, gets him to the mat, and then these lefts start coming on, onto Daniel's temple. Maybe five, six too many. It was a pounding on the side of his fucking head. Can I, I, it, was, it was maybe too many, like Kyle said. But I like that they do this. Oftentimes when a belt's on the line, they let a couple extra. They give the champ a chance 
or even the challenger. They give these guys a chance to work it out. So at first Cormier was trying to sit up. You could see he was doing stuff. And, yeah. and then he took a good like three unanswered heavy blows. And the ref was like, you're done. And I bet a lot of fighters would be like, yeah, you know, like I, I, I don't mind that when the belt's on the line, they give these guys a chance to, you know, come back. Yeah, I watched uh, the gif of the final part of the fight mm -hmm. where, you know, Jones is raining down those those punches on him. And as someone who doesn't know as much about the sport, I thought I, if you guys didn't mention that he took too many, I wouldn't have noticed. The only time I noticed the shit is when I see somebody getting hit and their hands are still up and the guy jumps in too quick. Like as a novice, I think that's what you're more likely to pick up than when when I saw him getting his ass beat, Cormier. Cormier I was like, his arm was still up, kind of, and so I'm like, okay, maybe he's still semi with it. Who knows? But I, I didn't even notice it was that bad. It was like, definitely it, three or four too many. I, I think I said five or six, but it's definitely three or four. Like like I don't know. There's a point where like you see like two of them land clean, and his arms don't do anything else after that, and it's like I don't know. I I I, I know he's out. Like, like, right. like, like, I'm just imagining he's he's going down dizzy and foggy, and then the first one is just foggier, and the second one's lights out. It has to yeah, be. Sometimes just, you see the guy, like, doing a push-up, trying to recover while getting drilled in the head, and it's like, push, push, down, down. And then, you know, he goes up. <laughs> yeah. you know, nothing good happens after that. You know, it, so, it only gets more brutal. Oh, so I saw the thing about the interview afterward where uh, Joe Rogan interviewed the guy, I couldn't find a good clip of it. It, it just seemed like the oh. he didn't he wasn't even answering. He was just like crying and clearly uncomfortable. And, He's the and, new crybaby man. Remember, like, remember Jamie Foxx was talking about how like millennials think of uh, uh, Michael, uh, Jordan. Michael Jordan as the crybaby man. Yeah. Daniel Cormier could become the new crybaby man. I, I felt for him so much. You could tell like like this meant so much. Did you see his um, face? Taylor? I saw it all. Yeah, oh, he looked man. distraught. And then I saw <sighs> the clip with Joe going like. I, uh, you know, I feel horrible about it. I've, I've said for so long that I wouldn't interview people right after they got knocked out, and then I fucked up and did it anyway, and it's like, like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. You probably shouldn't interview people when they're not even lucid and they have no idea what's happening. But also, it's like, how did you not notice? Like, the guy was clearly getting the shit kicked out of him, and you walk over and, like, yeah, how'd you like that fight? And he's just... <laughs> <laughs> well, he thought it was not great, too early. Joe, not yeah. great. He didn't know yeah, he was Daniel was in the head. He was very upset. You know, there's that part where the where Big John's holding each fighter's hand, and they're about to announce who who wins so he can raise John's hand and everything. And Daniel's just like, "Fucking get off me, fuck off!" And they're all like, "What? What is it?" And John is like, "Is he disrespecting me right now? Is he not wanting to like give me my my like moment? Like, is that what this is?" And he's a little distraught. But what it is is Daniel thinks the fight was ended way too early. He doesn't remember the head kick. He doesn't know what happened. But he, he's just like, "I'm here now. What the fuck?" Like, like, like yeah. you know, and he's, he's mad like, at every... how dare you stop this fight? I'm ready to go. They, if they hadn't stopped that fight, he was gonna die. Like, they, yeah, they, he would have. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then he saw that, and then he talked to Joe. And he was so sad. He was so Wait, sad. Wait, he saw himself get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, they did a replay oh, yeah, on yeah. the big screen, oh, okay. and then he saw what happened. And now, now his barely working reptile mind is like, oh shit, I just lost. For years, he's wanted to beat this guy. It was a good guy versus bad. I was sad. I woke up the next day like something horrible in the world had happened. You know, like, like, like there, oh, I'm like, I, I wake up and I'm like, oh, what is this dread? What was there a tragedy? 
There was. There was a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Something terrible happened. In the same year, John Jones beat DC and the Penguins won a cup. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck those things. Equally horrible to you. Yeah. That was uh that was very impressive. Then of course he calls out Brock Lesnar, uh, which and drop the mic. I loved it. Maybe you didn't love it, but he's like Brock Lesnar. You want to see what it's like to get your ass kicked by a guy forty pounds lighter than you? Meet me in the octagon. And, and it was just like that was oh, awesome. I, I'll put I'll put a crisp fifty on Mr. Lesnar in that. I'll fight. take that bet. I'll take that bet. I don't know where to bet on that one. Are they going to allow that fight to happen even though he's 40 or 50 pounds lighter? Or are they no, gonna make oh, they'll them... absolutely allow it to happen. They won't but, allow but... it because he's on steroids and he's still suspended. And... He has to, yeah, that's uh, what Dana said. He's like, well, he's got to go through six months of USADA first, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, what are we talking about? Is his about? suspension fight? over from the last time when he fought Mark Hunt? Like, right into the The kills? last time he cheated? <laughs> yeah. Which is every he's, time he's fought. Brock Lesnar is like one of those corporations that's so big, they're like, We'll pay the fine, whatever. Bill us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheating. What's the what what what's the tab? I'm I'm running short on time. I got I got to pick up <laughs> yeah. another giant at noon. I, I feel like when like he's just <laughs> such a giant human being that someone will approach him and be like, Brock, Brock, you're cheating again. And he's like, you know, that's a really interesting point, but nobody's ever made a compelling case to me about why I shouldn't do it. And they're like, yeah. you know what, uh, Mr. Lesnar, I'm not going to try and convince you. I, I trust you know your, your health. And like, there's just no way that people could compellingly bully Brock Lesnar into not doing that. He's too scary. He's like, made that a lot sword of money. tattoo on his chest would look so stupid. On ninety nine percent of people out on ninety nine point nine, everyone who's whatever the percentages of people who is not Brock Lesnar, <laughs> <laughs> like put that on most other fighters' chests, and they're, you'll be like, okay, Mister Kickboxer, you're real tough, aren't you? But with him, like you think maybe he did like fight for the Scottish or something. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like he, he's a scary man. And his his hands are are unsettlingly large. <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't he have to wear, like, 6XL gloves or something because yeah, yeah. he's just swinging, gloves. like, cooked hams at people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what it yeah, is. They, they had to make him special gloves because he's so goddamn big. It, it, it's absurd. But uh, but I'd watch John Jones. I think John Jones can handle that. Uh, like, Brock is pretty unskilled. He's, he's just going to try to take him down, and, and I think John can stay away from him. Plus, John will get big for that fight. And John's wrestling is really good, right? Yeah, so, John will get big for that. Not that John can out-wrestle Relesner. That's just crazy talk. But... You know, like you'll see, he'll see Lesnar's shots coming. We he'll, just watched he'll, he'll Woodley be... take out the best ground fighter in the history of the UFC because it's easier to like a bigger man deny as well. it than to make it happen. And yeah, and he's bigger too. Woodley's five nine and uh, Maya's six feet, uh, larger man. I mean, it's not yeah. as dramatic as Brock Lesnar, John Jones. John's is well, I don't know, I don't know how tall Brock is. John's six four, so with incredible reach. Just a, just a completely different shaped individual. It'd be a fun fight to watch. A bit of a freak fight. I'll watch but, uh, it. I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll watch that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, There's but a I think, freak uh, fight set up for, and that's one of them. I, but I, I, I think Amanda Nunez needs to step on up to 145 and get herself a second belt. I think Jones is going to fight Gustafsson or Gustafin. Gustafin. I think that'll happen again because you, you can't wait for Brock. That'll be over a year from now or something. Or Rumble. Rumble will come back for, for Jones. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see that too. So, so Jones will fight one of them before Lesnar and hopefully still have the belt so we can see the Lesnar fight. And then um, Nunez, oh, I want to see her fight Cyborg. But that has less chance of happening than the Brock fight, I think. 
fuck her up. I, I I would put my money on Nunez in a heartbeat. She's a black belt on the ground too. Mm-hmm. In addition to that mm-hmm. that that outrageous striking, I, I'd have to go with her. Plus, I don't hate Nunez. She did just. I don't. I have nothing against uh, Nunez whatsoever. I, don't even I hate th- her. Yeah, ah, not a bit. She's, she, you know, it's it's like there's no positives for her, but there's no negatives either. She 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 just handles her business and uh, there is and a negative. Doesn't... She pulled out of her last fight. I was okay with that. Um, that that sinusitis thing, like like that that seems legit to me. Okay, I, I believe that. When I go to Vegas, my nose bleeds. I can't imagine like the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with her. And she pulled uh, out of a fight. So there are a lot of people who are like, did she pull out because she knew she was going to fail a drug test? Did she pull out because she just didn't feel like the best version of her? And now she's like cautiously. Like um, Jose Aldo used to do that. He pulled out of five title fights. He pulled out of one against Connor Because anytime the guy wasn't like a million percent, he's like, ah, too sick to fight. You know, Connor's going in there like, you don't need a thumb to fight. Ah, torn ACL. I can beat this guy on one leg. You know, he, he fucking comes to fight all the time. Uh, Jose doesn't, and now Nunez, I guess, doesn't also. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going that far yet. Okay. I, she's coming next. She's coming next week, right? Like, like the next event they're fighting. So, like, I, I, I'm okay it. with it. Yeah. 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 They just re- they pushed it. Uh, kicked it down the road a couple of events. I, I think she. I, it's gonna be a really good fight because uh, Shevchenko's. I've been wanting to see that for a while. I watched. Mm-hmm. I think I watched their first fight. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Okay. I like that. So, okay. so yeah, that'll be good. But yeah, I thought that was an excellent UFC card, despite the uh, super boring Tyrone Woodley shit, and uh, and what was a the, the least qualified five <laughs> round fighter I've ever seen. And I, I felt for her. She, it, it seemed like they, it She's was like they fat. tried to feed, yeah, it a little. She was doughy. Uh, it was like they tried to feed the goat to the T Rex, and it like took the T Rex far too long to kill the goat, and the goat got a few licks in. That's what it was like. It was like, as. Ah, I thought she was way too fat. I thought that's a defective T Rex you guys she had got. A belly hanging out. It's like it's not it was a little fighters. It was a little flabby. It, it definitely was. She she didn't look good. She didn't I look like a professional less fighter. Flabby than her. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't How know. Fuck should I know? Yeah, right. But I'm like, I, th- <laughs> I don't know. Last night you're pretty tight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> so uh, Rick and Morty's back on. Kyle. Yes, I want I still the judgment from you. Were you right or were you wrong? I was wrong. I, I was okay. wrong, and I'm pleasantly surprised that I was wrong. Um, they they aired the fucking episodes back to back, and, and mm-hmm. I guess that's a that's a, a a median solution that I didn't even consider. To me, it was a binary uh, decision. It was either waste your money or don't waste your money. But it, it, they seemed like they were like, ah, just let's make it a Rick and Morty night, and then throw it up on the network, and like let's get the buzz going. Um, it seems like they got all their ad revenue by playing it back to back anyway, and. Was the second episode it. really good? I haven't seen it yet. Were you? Oh, you haven't fucking seen it? How could you not no, see not it? Yet. But it wasn't mind it blowing. Like I, I didn't. I don't feel like you have to watch it four times to find all the subtleties in the plot and like the mysterious workings of the uh, uh, unlimited universes and all that. It was really just. Um, is it a secret at all? Did, it, it this was, one was called Rick Mansing the Stone, and it's uh, it's sort of uh, Mad Max. Esque, they go to a pl- mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, a reality where that is the case on Earth, and uh, so they kind of hang out in this Mad Max Mad Max world instead of going home and dealing with the fact that Jerry is divorcing their mother and moving out and is a total fucking loser. And Jerry keeps having these really sad moments where he's like by his U-Haul all alone, and the wind blows and it goes loser, <laughs> and he goes what? <laughs> and it's just it's pretty. Jerry it's, it's is a real like, as, for Jerry. He's one of those characters. 
where they're just so pathetic that it makes me sad. You know, like they're they're such losers. Like there are so many clips of like just clearly like wife doesn't respect him at all. Children think he's a fucking idiot. Like like no no middle ground. Not like well you know sometimes dad knows what's best. You know mm. it's like no no never that. It's it's, it's like uh, Andy in the office. He made me feel like that because he was such a pathetic loser who nobody respected. And everybody kind of smirked Andy Bernard, at the nod, Andy the Bernard. Bernard. Oh, thank the you. The guy who would just I'm start to... He's in Parks and Rec, and I can't reconcile this. But, okay, carry on. <laughs> like he's the he, he would just he's the guy who would just like start singing falsetto in the office, where he just do and that oh, just thinking about it makes my skin crawl. It's so uncomfortable. But yeah, do you guys get that feeling from him? Like I liked of him. Jerry. Of like oh. you, he's so such a loser. It's not even likable loser. It's like oh, you're just un- uncomfortable. I, yeah, I think that's the point. And like, like Morty had that point. Remember what Morty does in this episode? He has this like breaking point where he goes into a rage and he like he's like saying what he wants to say to his dad. He's like, why can't you just either leave or say you want to stay and be a man? And he's just freaking the fuck out on this. So he like does some crazy shit. Morty kills a lot of people this episode. A he's lot. a real murderer. That's yeah. become a trend. Yeah, he's, um, he's killed more and more as the show it's goes different on. Different this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morty, Morty, and his sister um, murder quite a lot in this episode. Just lots of murder. Um, I, I love Rick. He's such a nihilist. You know, there's this part where like you don't know if some, Summer's like walking off to do her own thing, and he's got his portal ready to go. And Morty's like, oh, I don't know, Rick. Uh, Morty, you, you, you got to get my sister. You can't just leave her here, Rick. And he's like, uh, we, there are infinite versions of your sister, Morty. Let's let's just roll. He's like, <laughs> and she's just walking off. It's it's great. It's great. I loved uh, I loved all the murdering she did. There was that that part at the. I'm not gonna spoil. Oh, that would be a spoiler for Taylor. That that actually is a that'll that'll mess up the joke. But I thought it was a good episode, but not a great episode. I guess to answer your your original question, it wasn't amazing. You're right. It wasn't so deep that it requires multiple viewings. And I did watch it twice, but I didn't find any like subtext yeah. or you know any, anything I hidden f- there. I find the Rick like for a cartoon Rick and Morty is so complicated i'll need to watch it more than once and i'm sure there's some genius out there who thinks i'm a fool but say what you will i it takes me a couple times and there's callbacks and there's complexities and there's like oh remember this thing you know the the theories about how that's the different morty who's not from like c134 or whatever um i don't think this episode contained any of those details yeah the only thing was um oh there was there was like one i I guess it really delved deep into the, their emotional problems. Like, like that, that, mm-hmm. that, that, was the, that was the darkness of the show. Is like everybody's really fucked up emotionally right now. Like, like both kids are going through their father's divorce, and the dad is all fucking crazy. Um, there, there were a lot of weird kind of. It wasn't that there were like uh, moments of intrigue that you needed to to figure out an equation to solve. It, it was more like there were a couple of just really dark moments in the show you know just really dark stuff i thought that those uh those robot children uh that was really dark um i thought that some of those murders morty committed like maybe the last one in particular was just real <laughs> fucking dark um remember like like, like well that guy morty needed killing yeah i guess I just love killing <laughs> I just love killing <laughs> women, babies, whatever. Women, and children. I just love killing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, it was it was a good episode, but not a great episode, I guess. But but I'm glad it's back, and I'm glad they started out. Uh, and I was wrong, and they they started out giving us both episodes, or you know, whatever. That was cool. 
Yeah, and Game of Thrones happened. I yes. liked this episode quite a bit. We finally got fucking Jon Snow and, and Danny on the screen together, and they, they kept them on screen together for like 15 minutes or was something. good? I yeah. liked their initial yeah. little conversation where it was like Daenerys having, you know, uh, Missand- whatever the hell that uh, slave girl's name is, or ex-former slave. Uh, she probably couldn't quit if she wanted to, but you know, <laughs> leave that for the weeds. Yeah, but, right. Like right away, she's like uh, Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen, first of her name, Lord of the Grasslands, and whatever the hell. And then the unburnt, the breaker yeah. of chains, the brother of dragons. This is Jon Snow, <laughs> king in the north. north. Yeah, and then he's like a he's little a king more. In the north. He's like king yeah. of the north. <laughs> nope, there's nothing more than king in the north. For us, uh, <laughs> he's someone like. I, I liked that a lot because it yeah, was basically like kind of hammering home like the differences in what their kind of leaders they were. One yeah, of them is a leader that is carried by their name and the fact that they fell ass backwards into a pile of dragons like one of those claw machines at a bowling alley. She just, whoops, it looks like I've got dragons now. Like That's the way she got her power. And since then, she's just been not in the most intelligent way parlaying her, you know, her tokens and redeeming them across the slave cities and, and trying to get to Westeros. John, on the other hand, does not have the name benefit. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. He's a bastard. And number two, he has no real claim to the throne as far as anybody's aware in that point in time. And three, he got his position not because he fell ass backwards into dragons and had the Targaryen name. He got it because he was the fucking best person for the job at the wall. And everybody loved him and trusted him. You know, it's like for a bit. It's a, it was a real juxtaposition. <laughs> of the different kinds of leaders, of John, the person pushed up by their people, you know, like really a grassroots kind of leader, and then Daenerys, who's almost a pretend grassroots leader with the Targaryen name and the dragons. I, maybe and that's not what they had. The so the Khaleesi is kind of a Hillary Clinton-type character, and Jon Snow is more of a Bernie Sanders, like pull yourself up from your bootstraps to socialism. Well, both of, of those characters are much, much better than either of those politicians. <laughs> I like them much more. Uh, you know, Jon Snow didn't, go, didn't walk in there and go, I need every bit of dragon glass that you have in this whole place, and I'm going to need you to pay me to take it. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, no, he didn't do that. And... <laughs> that's funny. But, yeah, that, I, that's the way I, I kind of saw that. Did scene. you did like you guys the, get a different feel? Did you notice a bit of foreshadowing there? At least I think I did. As they're walking up that curvy staircase to Dragonstone, Jon Snow and Tyrion with the rest in tow, uh, he says something like, "Yes, it's true. Starkmen don't fare well when they travel north or south." And he mm-hmm. and he's like, "But I'm not Stark." And then the fucking dragon swoops in right as he says that on cue, like a, a little, you know. Keep in mind, everyone, he's a, he's a fucking Targaryen. Don't forget, that's his dragons flying. Yep. that, that was Because he's totally going to wet... He's going to ride the, the dragon named after his dad, right? Of course. Viserion or whatever its name is. Yeah. No, uh, that's not... Viserion is it's the one named for, uh, D- for Danny's uh, brother. That yeah, died that's his dad. Helmet. That's his dad. Yeah. So that's Jon Snow's dad. Wait, wait, I'm, so help me because I'm confused. I thought Rhaegon was Jon Snow's dad. It is. Yeah, and the name Rhaegar. of the dragon. Okay, Rhaegar. Well, is the guy's name. Rhaegon was the dragon's name. Viserion. Ah, is he, she dragon. adds in because it's a dragon. Oh, I this is a fan theory I haven't heard till just now. <laughs> I got it. I just figured it out. I just figured, okay. So she named one of them after Drogo, right? And he's Drogon. And you the just other, got this? 
Yes, uh, yes. Well, I knew there were names after I knew there were names I don't like the name Drogon because it's just dragon with an O. Yeah. Like, like I, I, knew that, I knew the names were, 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 were named after uh, Drogo and her two brothers, Viserys and uh, fucking... What's the what's what's like naming your dog father? Doug? But but I guess it never clicked that she was adding the O N, uh, like to the end of the word to to indicate dragon. Like like yes. that that never clicked to me. I guess I, I I it does now. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I think that that's what's gonna happen. So you're gonna have the Khaleesi riding Drogon, as she always liked to do. You're gonna have Jon Snow r- riding um, the other Rhaegon, and then I think Tyrion hops on Viserion. You know why I think you're wrong. I think these dragons are going to drop a lot faster when they enter battle Boy. Than, than you're giving them credit for. They are you not think death or wounded? Death. I, mm. I, think they're, I think that every time two or three dragons go into battle, one or two leave. I think that there's 0% chance before the end of the series that Drogon, the big dragon, dies. Because like, if, if the big dragon dies, like then they have to be like, all right, Daenerys. We're going to have to rely on your military expertise to win this battle now. <laughs> and they're going to go, oh, oh, no. Like, does anybody know military strategy? Uh, Grey Worm, do you know military strategy? I mostly was taught to fight with a spear and no pants on. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. Like, I really shouldn't have sent my, my advisors away. Like, that uh, that won't happen. But the little dragons, at least one of them will die. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Viseron dies. Uh, if we're going to take guesses, why not? Yeah. I think um, they all die. Uh, maybe I, I hope that Viserion like, and Rhaegon die. We'll see. Yeah, you know, but I think they'll serve their purpose before they die. I think that's a, that's the caveat, in my opinion, is that like these will not be useless dragons. Um, there may be some dragons that die in a useless way or whatever, but like some dragons at some point are going to rain fucking fire down on a lot of people and or dead men at the same time it's gonna be great so that's you know what i would do if i were if i lived in this age and i was against daenerys no one's thought of this and i would have won the war single-handed i would have had to charge for it basically what you do is you take a whole herd of cattle that are going to be close to where the dragons are and you poison them you get all of the cattle poisoned as fuck Mm, or just you know tape a goddamn plastic bag full of poison next to it you know they're not very you know the dragon's not analyzing everything he's just roasting it and then eating it that's what you do you just let the dragon eat itself to death on venom or not venom on poison isn't that a good idea maybe you just feed uh wildfire to to a cow you know how horses have those like bags of storage they just sort of drape over their back and on either side you can store things like a pack mule just Put those on all over the cows. Just okay. arsenic, just pounds like of that. arsenic on there. I think it's a great idea. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> you, you want to, you, here's what wasn't a great idea. Whoever wrote the fucking Queen's Revenge, because that was lame as shit. I was sitting there like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard to watch. And she's like, oh, I poisoned her. It'll be painless and you have to watch. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I thought of three things worse than that while we were sitting here. So like, what is this? Dude, I didn't no, realize she was behind. I thought Peter Bolish was behind Joffrey's death all this time. There Little was a finger. big conspiracy, but uh, Ooh, the Peter co- there was a whole conspiracy involved in it. But uh, Olena was the one who takes the thing and drops it in the cup. Okay. 
Because it was on Sansa's necklace. She comes over to Sansa. Oh, this is so pretty. Blah, blah, blah. Boink. Hits the poison. And then she goes over and drops it in the cup. Yeah, the How reason that it was so horrible. Littlefinger was part of the conspiracy to get um, uh, Sansa taken away uh, in, in the night. or what? He was, uh, he was conspiring with Olena to make the whole thing happen. But the conspiracy involved... No one really explained who gave the necklace to the, the knight who was the fool. But I think it was Baelish. I think, yeah, yeah, okay. Baelish tells he the did. foolish knight that Sansa's, Sansa saved this foolish knight's life. Right. He shows up late to it. Okay, you remember that. So, drunk. And, and they were going to kill him, but she says, ah, no, a worse fate is to make him your fool. Spare him. And they do. And so that guy's very thankful. P- Peter gives that guy the poison necklace. Says, give this to Sansa. He gives it to Sansa. Says, oh, this is the last valuable thing my family has. You take it. She takes it. So then there's poison there at the wedding. Olena is in on all of this with Peter. It's probably her master plan. There was a part, if you can really think back, it's, uh, it's right when, um, like, uh, I think they stormed maybe Peter Baelish's brothel or something. Uh, I hope this doesn't predate that, but it seems like Olena and Peter were uh, were conspiring together. I think there's a scene I where that happens. The ending more than you. And here's that. so Game of Thrones <clears throat> historically punishes mercy, right? They punish bad decisions. Bad things happen to main characters because they go too soft. That's a thing. And Jamie was like, "Hey, I talked seriously out of all these horrible deaths you could have had. I decided that you should have this nice." queen's like you know fitting painless death and then she verbally stabs him with the i killed your son i want seriously to know that i did this and that and it's like aha yes punish the mercy that that's what game of thrones does and i thought that was cool what i didn't like about the episode was when they took uh casterly rock it was a very weak battle scene just a little montage and we called it good and then when they took High Garden, it was worse. Yep. All he did is stroll in, and, and they yep. didn't show any battle at all. But I'm told that next week, the battle makes Battle of the Bastards look weak. It looks lame. You know what it's going to – I don't know. I haven't seen any previews. I try to stay away from that stuff. But uh, my thoughts were the next thing has to be Eastwatch. And uh, at Eastwatch, you've got the Wildlings uh, versus the Army of Dead. And perhaps, perhaps the, the, the Hound has made it there. And certainly Arya will be part of this episode as well. Um, I, well the little tidbit that I, that I noticed, that, that I, I, I watched a couple videos after the fact, and no one else seemed to notice it either, is that with the Lannister army that is taking Highgarden is Samuel Tarly's father. He's joined with mm-hmm. them in the Riverlands. And they, and they had discussed that previously. Um, you know, the, uh, Jamie had went to him and they had discussed yeah. this, but he was like, I, I've known Olena since I was a child, you know, et cetera. And it seemed like he was going to side with Olena, but here you see him out there riding right next to Bronn, uh, in, in the formation that, that I was walked away thinking he had, he decided to join Jamie. I, I can't remember. He did. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I, he's I know, out there with, but I, what you said was, oh, it okay. seemed like during the conversation with Jamie, he wasn't going to go for it, but it turned out he did. And I, I remembered it that he was going to go for it, and he turned out he did. I forget what the tipping thing um, was for me. The, the, the poisoning that I was talking about earlier that I thought was lame, though, was what happened oh, well, yeah, to the Sand Snakes. You know, what happened to... Uh, Marcella? Marcella. This is why I think you're wrong with that, Kyle. You were saying it wasn't intense enough. Yeah. You're going to renege on that in, like, two episodes, I bet, and <laughs> say this is way more hardcore than I anticipated because all she did... She didn't isn't just leaving her there to watch her daughter die painlessly... She's going to keep her alive and watch have her, her sit there as she just rots. We're going to come back in like three episodes and she's going to be 
you know, skin falling off and bones showing, and she just has to sit there and watch her own daughter rot as she yeah. can't I, do anything. Like, it's going to be psychological warfare that's so intense. Her, the daughter's going to die within a week, and she's yeah. going to watch her corpse rot. Yes. The daughter's not going to rot alive. No, no. The, oh, the daughter's going to die. You, just, you said and, you're going to keep her alive, and she'll have to watch her. No, no they're going to the keep the mother alive. They're going to keep the mother alive. And then she's yeah. just forced to be there while her only living daughter, or now no living daughters, is just rotting, stinking, festering, was, bugs eating her flesh. Yeah, she's good to know that we're keeping the queen yeah. of a country who hates our fucking guts captive somewhere in our house. I'm sure she won't get loose at some point. Uh, yeah, that she might get punished for some. She might get punished for that. Seriously, that is. That might backfire yeah. on her. Yeah. Should have taken Cersei care of that right is then. She is a there. cold bitch. She, like, she is up there in, like, the. She's definitely in the discussion for the most evil character in the show. Was anyone like, worried for Jamie? Mental. Was anyone worried for Jamie when she, like, just had wiped that deadly poison off her yes. lips and then she sucked his cock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and she kissed him, too. And I, I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if, like, if we were meant to think that was safe or not. Yeah, yeah I think we were meant to think. People like, are, are very, very blasé with their poison use in this world. <laughs> where, you know, there's like, Cersei, do you want to put it on like right before you kiss her? No, I'm going to put it on 20 minutes prior and then give a speech. <laughs> if I accidentally lipped my lips, then I deserve it, don't I? I know. You know, like that. <laughs> like, I, just, I, just, they telegraph. Maybe feed her a so little cool. piece of, of lipstick. Nobody's there watching. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they really telegraphed that that one. Uh, I saw that one coming. Did you? Uh, yeah, because her lips, her lips. She never wears that shade of lipstick. I noticed. Uh, it was like her lips are awfully red. And she's showing her teeth. Something about the way she spoke showed her teeth more. And uh, I don't know. It was almost like she was trying not to lick her lips or something. And uh, I don't do you know. remember the way my son died? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'd be She'd be like, "Are you poison on your lips?" No, the, the very <laughs> prospect of that is laughable. I, you know, I, 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 yeah. No, no. I, maybe Trump has poison on his lips. No, sure. He that's right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if I had poison on my lips, that's the way I would talk. Scaramucci. Trying to hide it. This, is, this was my favorite measure of the whole Scaramucci like come and go thing. If you had bought milk when he was hired, it would have still been okay to drink when he was when he quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I don't know if there's more Game of Thrones talk. I feel like we finished. Yeah, it. I would, honestly, oh, I don't ahead. know who Scaramucci is because I didn't follow politics for that week. <laughs> yeah, right. Ten days. Was he? Did did he replace he, Sean um, Spicer. Sean Spicer? He was the new Spicer. So so he came in there, and on day one, I thought this guy was good. Right, I was wrong, but I thought this guy was good. He came in there with a kind of New York swagger and gravitas. That's what he has. So when he talked to Jake Tapper, when he talked to these guys. He was like an equal with them. Like he didn't get pushed around. Spicer was always like trying to dodge and like, look, I don't know what to tell you. I just didn't talk to the president about that. There's nothing I can do for you. That Scaramucci was going head to head with this guy, and I can like, man, and 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 Trump was like, I know all the best people. I'm gonna hire the best people. He's something he said a lot, and I was like, this is the I bet like, is this the particular guy he was talking about? Scaramucci's been setting up this job for six months, selling his business and such, so that he could do it. And he had this swagger and this gravitas, and um, I thought he was a bit of a, a sycophant, and he kissed Trump's ass too much. It, there was some King Jong, 
Thune stuff going on. He's like, this guy like hits home runs. He sinks three put three foot putts. I yeah. saw him in I, a I've full seen him suit. throw a football through a tire. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a competitive <laughs> he nails winner. Basketball and it's shots like, from the top of the key, like three point range. Did I'm he like, say these things? Yes. yes. No. These. Yeah. No. These are literally yes, things. He did. He, these were metaphors. He didn't really say these he things. Said he said these. He, things. He, did he mean metaphorically? He, People he wildly underestimate my hook shot. Yeah, ask anyone. <laughs> he was talking about his they athletic it, it reminded me of the like King Jong Il, I think, the first one. Apparently, he played golf the first time, 18 strokes, 18 holes, never played again because it bored him. Right? That, that's the kind of like, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, the comparisons here seem so clear to me. And, uh, but more than that, like, he said some other stuff too that was actually true. Like, do you know anyone else on the planet? who could enter politics one year ago and become president, like, this guy is a winner. And it's like, well, scores posted on that. you got to accept that. He, that happened. Now that, that's actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty true. That yeah. Mean, like, 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 okay, there's a completely isolated true thing you said. Now let's get back to what he's doing. Like, 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 that's fair. Like, like, okay, that was last year. But he was, that, that's over now. He was kind of saying, like, this is the most <laughs> amazing man you'll ever see. He's got a great foul shot, and uh, you know he became president in one year. You stick back, you watch. This is going to be amazing. He's pumping him up, and I'm like, you know what? Give Trump his due. He did win the presidency. Scaramucci's crushing it. He got this new guy in here. There's a new swagger to the White House, and then he called this guy. I think it was from the Washington Post. I'm not sure, and because he's new to this job, he doesn't understand the whole on the record, off the record thing, and he's like, you know. Tell me who your fucking source is. Right? He wants to know who the leaker is in the White House. So he's calling reporters and berating them. He's like, tell me your fucking source. You know, look, man. He's like, I'm not like Reince penis. I'm not trying to. His name is Priebus or something like that. You know, I'm not trying to get famous. I'm not like Steve Bannon. I'm not sitting in the White House trying to suck my own cock. This is what he's saying to the reporter. Yeah. So that this comes out the next day and it dominates the headlines for some period of time it's all they talk about a few days later he's fired now mind you the things that he did to get this job he sold his 180 million dollar business to get this fuck i did he miss the birth of his child to get this job did that just happen or did that happen before his wife divorced him over this job said his naked political ambition and love of trump his wife fired divorce papers and then this is all in like 10 days and then he gets fired. I hope. I mean, he the divorce papers haven't back. even had time to go through at this point. Just be like, "Honey, do we still want a divorce?" She's like, "Well, like, I guess the it whole problem kind out, of solved uh... itself, didn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, uh, but, I also heard he. Uh, do you know he was like a max contributor to Obama's campaign? I did in 08. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that, like, he's that a, Demo- a Democrat <laughs> donor, and then it's like, it's like what, and that's what confused me about like Trump picking him, and I. I'm I'm more similar to Kyle's boat for this last ten days of political news than mm-hmm. yours. I I didn't follow it too closely, but he, like, God, those those sports analogies were uncomfortable, and the cock comment was hilarious. And so I was a uh, honestly I was a big fan of that. Like when I saw that, I was like, man, I really hope this I really hope this guy sticks around. What did just he so that we get more? I I yeah, saw and he he became foul mouthed, but at the podium, like like like. like <laughs> All right, cocksuckers, let's hear it. Come on. <laughs> My favorite was this. that They're like, there were two reporters talking, I forget which, and they're like, if Steve Bannon could do that, then he'd never leave the, the his office. And another guy goes, well, how often do you see Steve Bannon? <laughs> That's 
the conversation they're having. Like, maybe he can suck his own cock because he's really not doing a lot. He really yeah. isn't around the West Wing too often. You know? <laughs> uh, it was great. It was great. And I, did they replace Scaramucci yet? I don't think they did. I, I wouldn't I know. know. Yeah. That's, uh, sure, yeah. But they, and then they replaced Ryan's Priebus, who was the chief of staff. <laughs> staff I, I, the most important job. That was that's Leo. If it was the West Wing, that's Leo. That's yeah. an important position. It seems it, it, like, it's like very much the West Wing is my, is the is is the firmest grasp on our political system <laughs> that I have. That's like, your I, gets, You watch six or seven seasons of that shit. You know how it works. The thing is, <laughs> I don't know. The previous was doing a good job. Like it, uh, he was kind of set up to fail because a lot of people didn't work for him. Like Ivanka didn't he work was for him. Kushner like... didn't work for him. They all reported straight to Donald. So, yeah. so he was kind of set up to fail in that regard. Bannon didn't work for him, and uh, um, so yeah, that working against him. But you know what? The, I think most people agree that the first six months of the Trump presidency has been very, very bad. Yeah, he, he hasn't had any major accomplishments, and. Not just people who look at him through the blue lens, but a lot of people, more than half people, think that like Trump is not off to a good start, that he's failing, that he's kind of an embarrassment, right? Or if he takes out Kim, uh, you, you get me. After listening to you mess his name up a few I, times, then I can't. I'm right, going to so do that to a lot of names. Kim <laughs> Il Sun is the grandfather. Kim Jong Il, Kim, Kim Il Sun is not the grandfather? No, no, I thought you were going in the wrong direction. You got Okay. It. Kim Il-sun is the grandfather. Kim Jong-il is the father. Kim Jong-un is the current dictator of Nicely North Korea. Done. I, I okay. know these things, but I sometimes will know it for 10 more seconds. Well, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Kim Jong, yeah. I got that much. If he handles that guy uh, well, I think that that might be... I'm not going to say it won't make his presidency a good one, but it, it, it'll be like... There'll be, there'll there'll be a shining spot to look back to Historians as of might like look next on it. year. Like, like like I feel like you take Obama's whole presidency. I feel like there's a lot of things that he like mistakes he didn't make that we just don't look at, right? Um, yeah. But they look at the, his change in healthcare thing as really the difference that he made. You know, in the in everything he's done, that the health American Healthcare Act is probably the most significant change that he made. If North Korea is somehow solved in a good he's way. In the they might look back at uh, at Trump's presidency and be like, "Yeah, there was a lot of chaos. And no one's going to give a crap about some ten day press secretary who used naughty language." If he fixes yeah. North Korea, anyone then... who solves North Korea is that's going to be their legacy because that would be like yeah, the biggest achievement you. of any recent uh, any recent president at all. It'd be like, "Oh, what'd you do? Oh, you pushed some legislature. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, what did I do?" Yeah, I solved that fucking the only closed, despotic, horrible country left on Earth where there's people born into slave camps. We took care of that. Like that would overshadow any president's achievements, I feel like. It, it depends on what it took to do it, right? Like, let's say hypothetically, seems too hard. three presidents after Trump is me and the thing is already practically tipped over and it happens on my watch. I might get some undeserved credit. Yeah, but yeah, what I really would. want, well, I want, I swear to God what I want. Is, is was one of those presidential addresses where the f camera just fucking comes, starts black and then opens up and there he is at his desk. Trump's sitting there and he, he's talking about North Korea and then he starts listing some statistics. He's reading off his teleprompter telling you how bad it is and telling you there, there, there's only one solution and that the, the leader of this place has to be taken out. And uh, don't worry, you don't have to wait because like, bring him out. He's got him right. Fuck. They got him all bound and gagged. They got, they got Kim Jong-un right fucking there. He's like, here he is. 
There he is. You don't want to be causing any more problems, are you, fat boy? Like, yeah, give him yeah. a slap on the ass. And, like, people two, think he two guys drag poop. him away. Watch this. Pull his pants down, <laughs> knee him in the stomach. <laughs> they say this man does not poop, but he's been shitting himself all night. All night. Pull down his soiled the underwear. The at bed will never smell the same again. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that would be great. Just capture him and, and just and broadcast that shit back to his home country and be like, we hope that you find, you know, some, some new leadership, maybe. Like, like if, if he handled it that way, like, like some sort of precise surgical thing, not literally kidnapping the leader of another country and broadcasting on our, on our airwaves. They'd find a way to make him look bad for that. If they sit special <laughs> forces in and they fucking, like, took out that family. They, they, they pulled, a, like, a, an Arya Stark and they just took out the Kim family. Like, all of the fucking people that are. And they went to some general and were like, look, we need you to work with us. We'll work with you. Whatever politics you want to run, run it. But no more human rights abuses and the UN's going to be coming in here and monitoring shit. Cool. If the, and he sorts that, then yeah. That, that, then Trump rises from, like, maybe the worst president of all time to, like, <laughs> bottom 25 percent you know yeah. like, like like that'd be big so far he's like china you can keep raping us on the economy if you fix the north korea thing that's his deal and china was like i accept half your terms yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly I'm china, not china literally came out at all yeah yeah, yeah they, they've already china said that the other day like, like that uh they're, they're out and trump keeps saying that he's going to solve it i they, they're really plowing headlong into a war the, it seems trump to me is a scary so one. full of shit he promises everything in two weeks Right, that's a thing. Um, remember, he was going to fix ISIS like in thirty days. Remember, he had problem a plan. solved, buddy. He was going to. When's get the all... last time you heard about an ISIS problem? Yeah, yeah. when's the last time you heard about, hey, about terrorism all the time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think mostly they're running and hiding right now because drones keep blowing their shit up. Like, is it like, Trump? I think I thought Trump pulled out and let Russia handle it. That was one uh, of his plans no, too. There, there are definitely still ISIS attacks happening all the time. Yeah. I haven't heard about any good ones lately. It's, ISIS and I'm is going to wind down, and there'll be, like, Kaisis next or something. It, 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 whatever. I haven't heard about Al-Qaeda for a while. They killed them pretty soon. They'll be back on the JV team. No one gives no. Obama <laughs> tons of... No one gives Obama... That's funny. Obama lots of credit for taking out Al-Qaeda, right? They did. Right? Al-Qaeda's gone. He need, Osama bin Laden, murdered. He's so murdered that... They couldn't show pictures of his corpse. Well, no, le leaders of Al-Qaeda uh, splintered off, and a lot of them are who formed ISIS. That, which is kind of where I'm headed to. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if during Trump's term, ISIS dropped down, and I called it Kisis, but whatever. Something whatever else Whatever the hell popped. the next thing yeah. is. Yeah. And, and they're like, hey, we took out ISIS. I bet Trump would really celebrate that. Never mind that the next one is just firing up. Put up a big mission accomplished. Man, <laughs> he's, not, he's not as good at propaganda as I thought he would be. Um, That's like, true, like, I, actually. Like, like he's good. I, I felt like he would be. It's like, like during the campaign, and especially um, during the days of Obama's, the tail end of Obama's presidency, when he was kind of waiting in the wings. It was like he was always trying to come up with these things. Look what I did. Look what I did, everyone. Look, look at this thing I did. Just with a phone call, I made this happen and that happened. And he's not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's that's why, like, pre, you know, six months ago, if you told me like. Yeah, he he kidnapped the president of North Korea and made him talk terms. He showed it on TV. I'd be like, that does kind of fit his playbook, doesn't it? Yeah, he's crazy like that. But now I'm like, nah, he's not doing anything that fucking crazy. He's he seems like he got in there and they were like, sir, no, how would we even get him? We don't know where he is. <laughs> like, like they were like, really? Like you don't always know? Like you can't see through his walls? Like I can't like click some buttons right now and look at him? No, you've watched far too much CSI. <laughs> yeah, I I. I, I like the way you stated it. He's not as good as propaganda as I thought he'd be. And the thing is, every time he tries it, right, he's like, 
we've been the most productive presidency since Lincoln or something like that. People since just Lincoln. It, it's like it's something really far back. Might have been Hoover, whatever he it is. He was so wrong. You yeah. could, and then I I read the whole article where they laid out presidential productivity case by case and the varying ways to you know quantify that mm -hmm. that you know they'll say well this guy did this and that but look at the time period he existed in these other things were happening they were factors that that gave him more or less or oh well this was a, a year when this couldn't happen and so blah 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 and they really showed you broke down and explained the case <coughs> really well for why Trump is one of the least busy least effective presidents ever that there were these other presidents who came in and like like uh like fdr comes in with like the new deal or whatever mm -hmm. and like hoover comes in with the highway fucking the system. depression yeah yeah <laughs> ah yeah and I, almost and the closest president of ours of seizing uh like a kingship so that would FDR? have been shitty. Well, we need yeah. him 12, 12 years of we did not need him a firm no leadership he, 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 <laughs> there's some people want. who think he's among can't the best presidents that. ever and, and yeah i can't I argue with that i like fdr because uh i i i i, I know the criticism of the new deal but it but it seemed to work out in the long run and, and we'll 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 patch it up eventually and, but, but the, real thing, <laughs> the, the, the way he led us through that war i felt was really interesting i saw a thing on 4chan the other day like it was like be the leader of a country like go to war seize control of the economy um, ignore presidential laws and and establish yourself for for twelve years and and, and at the end and it's got a picture of Hitler of course and at the end it's like BFDR. <laughs> it was like they were describing FDR the whole, oh and the other one was was like put uh put your citizens in concentration camps it was still FDR of course FDR. with the Japanese internment according to this UCLA article uh, FDR's policies prolongated the depression by seven years according to UCLA economists. Wow, uh, that's a shame. I'm just yeah. going to the historical rankings of presidents. I don't know where FDR is going to land. There's so many ways to rank them. I wonder how they do it. Like, if they did it by, like, war, I bet he'd do better. I, I, I rank second. it. Actually, that's lower than I expected. Am I? Who's the lowest? Like, that guy who got oh, wait. caught in his bathtub? That, it's 32nd ranked by order, so that's not fair. Ah, <laughs> he was just... The thirty-first. <laughs> yeah, in order. actually, if you if you go by aggregate, he's the second best president in the history of America. Boom. I bet Lincoln is first, and they are wrong. Uh, it, Washington Lincoln, should always be first. Washington Lincoln should always is first. Be. Here, I'll I'll just go down a couple of the top ones. And Lincoln, then Reagan, FDR, Washington, Roosevelt, Jefferson, Truman, Wilson, Eisenhower, Jackson, Kennedy. I'll so there. I like uh, uh, Washington's my 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 favorite president. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of, of Teddy Roosevelt, the guy who cured himself of fucking asthma and had this crazy, like, outdoorsman attitude. Like, they named the, the Teddy Bear. party? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 I, I like his whole attitude. I like his war career. Like, some of the things he did against the Mexicans were very courageous. Like, like he, 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 like, navigated this lava field on his own to find a path for his men to take to, to flank the enemy. And, you know, he led the Rough Riders. He was a wild game hunter. I, I admire all those things. I like, even, like, his motto, speak softly and carry a big stick. All that shit's cool. So he, he's definitely up there. Uh, Lincoln's way the fuck down my list because he couldn't figure out a way to keep our goddamn country together without 650,000 people dying or something like that. And, uh, you know, find a compromise, bro. Like, 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 why does that make him a good president that he just led us into, into that incredibly self-destructive the slaves. I mean, there's a lot of people who, who like being free. Well, yeah, most but, of but, them, I'd argue. Yeah. But it would have been be it would have been a better if if he'd done that while like not fighting the. Well, I'm sure the most he offered a non-war option. I wasn't there. 
Um, so, so, but I, so I still hold it against him. And uh, uh, I think FDR was very good. Um, He's second Reagan, best, apparently. I, I give Reagan a lot of credit for getting rid of the of uh, of the Soviets and uh, and and never starting uh, a fucking global war with Reagan, them. Reagan, roughly seventeenth best. Okay. What uh, is this list? Is this like time or? I, I'm, so what I did is I went to the Wikipedia article. I'll give you a link, and um, that is not the link. That is just. Hoover's infrastructure stuff is, uh, I mean, you got to be thankful for that, you know, without, without the, the highway system and those dams and all that stuff. Historians, um, presidential rankings. And then I went to the far right column where it says aggregate, and I sorted on the aggregate. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, because there's a ton of different categories. Well, there's just the different people. Like, you know, C-SPAN does one, Wall Street Journal does one. A bunch oh, of them, yeah. So, uh, so I just went to aggregate it's like to get like a collective thing. Yeah, those were some of the most influential, I guess, if nothing else. I think I think that's a good a good way to like rank them by their by their uh, by how much influence they had, how much change uh, they they enacted on the world, the country, uh, all that stuff. James some of them Buchanan, that James Buchanan is a fucking loser. He got last. Almost everybody is <laughs> shitting on. Was he the guy who was James president Buchanan. for like? Was he president for like a year and died or something, or he got sick? No, he was president for one term. He okay. was uh, right before Lincoln. Didn't do anything, eh? Yeah, maybe. Well, he served right before the Civil oh, War, well, so that maybe makes that sense. reflects even worse on him. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, you'd have to. It, that only makes sense if you look at our current political system. It, it, it while, while it may have happened under Lincoln's watch, like surely the the symptoms were visible mm -hmm. and evident for a extant. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys want to uh, call it a show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, PKN episode 155.